Hello, and welcome to episode 96 of the Medical Device Success Podcast. I am Ted Newell, your host. And as most of you know, I'm also the host of the MedTech Leaders Community. You can learn more about the MedTech Leaders Community at medtechleaders.net. Have you ever heard of Biomed Device Boston or Biomed Device Silicon Valley? These are two of a number of medtech industry shows that are known as hubs of new technologies, best practices, startup guidance, and networking opportunities. Do you know what goes on at these meetings? I can tell you that they are organized to give medtech leaders and startups a view into the technologies and best practices that will shape our devices and services for years to come. Today, you are going to learn more about that with the help of our guest, Adrian Zapeta, Group Event Director, Informa Markets. Adrian will talk about who attends these shows, the technical emphasis of the shows, the exhibitors, the very informative events that take place, the keynote speakers, the wide variety of other subject matter experts, and how to get the most out of these shows. Biomed Device Boston takes place September 28th and 29th, and Biomed Device Silicon Valley takes place November 29th and 30th. Here is a clip about some of the activity. It is separate. So that'll uh, the startup education takes place on day one. And then on day two, we'll have the startup stadium where they'll have their Elite Ignite program winners. They'll be coming in and providing some pitches on their companies, which has always been a crowd favorite for ours at the event. And as listeners of this podcast, you can get a free expo pass using the promo code of capital M, capital D, capital S, 22. And you use that at biomedboston.com. It's a $50 value. Again, the code is MDS22, and the website is biomedboston.com. If you like the podcast and you want to share it with a friend, simply use the share link on your podcast platform of choice. Check the show notes for links to these shows, the promo code, and Adrian's LinkedIn profile. Let's meet up with Adrian and learn about how attending one of these shows may give you and your team an advantage going forward. Adrian, thank you so much for spending time with us today and welcome to the Medical Device Success podcast and videocast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and and get to speak to your audience. Well, we've got a lot of interesting stuff to share. Um, In fact, it is interesting, and I didn't tell you this when you and I were preparing it, that I'm doing a a couple different podcasts on trade shows, but most people don't think in terms of a trade show like you and I are going to be talking about. And when I do these other podcasts with these uh, ladies who are event planners, they're actually working for companies that are, you know, trying to prepare a trade show for a medical congress. But you and I are talking about something different, which we'll get to here in a minute. But um, before we do that, just tell us who you are and what your role is at Informer Markets. 
Yeah, definitely. So Adrian Zapeta, I am the group event director within our Informa Markets Engineering Group. Uh, we focus on manufacturing events, specifically targeted, uh, in this case, especially for biomed device, around medical device manufacturing. It's one of our, our largest shows and one of our largest topics. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah, and so you've got Biomed Device Boston, you've got Biomed Device Silicon Valley. But when you, how many, like a person in your role, how many shows are you trying to manage on an annual basis? My, myself, personally, um, I manage our co-located events. So we have five co-located events that we do in Anaheim um, every February. And one of those um, events of the five co-located is MDM West. And that's one of our largest medical device manufacturing events that we have within our portfolio. Um, we also carry that event nationwide. We have it in Minneapolis as well as New York. And just recently, we launched an event in South, so in Charlotte, North Carolina, Luckily, I don't manage those, all of those, um, but I do the five in Anaheim, and then I also do the two Biomed events that you're uh, referring to. So so in all about three events, but seven total, if you look at them as individual shows. Yeah, that that's, keeps you pretty busy, I'm sure. Definitely. Um, how did you get into this? How did you get, I mean, when I looked at your, your uh, resume on LinkedIn, uh, it looks like you've been in event management for some time. You know, how did you get into this and what, what did you find what did you find so compelling about this type of career? You know, as a, as a happy accident, as uh, as Bob Ross would say, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those moments in, in life where it just kind of all makes sense as one of those light bulb moments where you, you step into something and you just all clicks, if you will. So I started in events many, many, many years ago, I actually started managing on the exhibitor side. So I have some experience on, on the other side of things. And then I uh, had an opportunity come in when I moved to Chicago to get into the events industry and haven't looked back since. I've, I've held many roles within events. They've all given me different perspective and experience. And uh, I really value my time that I've had with, with the different industries. And I have to say, I, I have a, a big heart for manufacturing, surprisingly. Excellent. And event management people have to be really organized so I've got to believe your, your office must be neat as a pen, right? <laughs> Most days, actually, if not in other places of my life. My office is actually pretty pristine. And it is events management uh, it is one of the most stressful jobs there is. But, you know, in my case, too, it's, it's very rewarding as well. So it all balances itself out. Yes, I'm sure it does. Well, that's great. And uh, what attracted you to Informer Markets as a company to work for? You know, it's one of the largest event producers in the world. Um, we're an international company. Our our main headquarters are in London. So I liked the aspect of being able to have that international international reach, an international audience, many different portfolios, and, and lots of successful events to pull from in terms of resources as well. And in Forma specifically, I came into this position, just as I mentioned, I, in previous life, I, I was in manufacturing events left that role, went to something else and decided, gosh, I really miss manufacturing. So um, this this position opened up and I, I jumped on it. And, and luckily they jumped on it too. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. Well, let's start talking about the the subject at hand, which is the, are these biomed device shows. And the earliest one that's coming up is in Boston at the end of September. It's September uh, 28th and 29th. For the rest of us, and you've sort of indicated it talking about your position, how do you classify a show like this? Yeah, I mean, great question. You know, Biomed Device, we recently established the tagline. It's bringing innovation to life. 
Um, and it's exactly what we're trying to do. We, we bring attendees within the you know, medical device manufacturing industry together with our vendors and suppliers that help provide solutions you know, to challenges, materials, services, and really just brings that community together. So that way we are able to put into the market life-saving devices. Right. So this is like, this is something that I'm not quite used to, but this is an industry event. Um, and I've been to very few of those in my career, which is probably not good. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I probably should have attended more. But um, as opposed to what I am used to doing, which is going to any, a medical congress that has a trade show is a big component of it. And that's what I'm used to doing. So when I think of a trade show, that's automatically what I think of. I don't think of an industry program like this. And we'll get into more of the details later. But when I went through the speaker list, uh, uh, the tentative speaker list that one of your colleagues sent me the other day, and when I look at the website, look at the subjects and the way that meetings organized, it is really cool. I mean, I can see where somebody could go to this and learn a lot. So how many typically, and when I say how many people typically attend, this would be pre-COVID. So what would you expect in attendance, let's say pre-COVID or without COVID hanging over us? How many people do you think would come to a meeting like this? Yeah, pre-COVID, uh, this event historically has pulled anywhere from three to five thousand uh, wow. attendees, yeah, and professionals into the to the event. And do you have an expectation or even a forecast, or is it too hard to do for this meeting coming up? No, definitely. I mean, we're looking at getting anywhere from I would say eighteen hundred to two thousand. I would consider a huge success. Um, to your point, you know, COVID unfortunately is still having an impact on our industry, and though many events are coming back. Um, safely, which is the important part, you know, they are still coming back and, and, you know, travel restrictions or for whatever reason, people are still maybe hesitant to get out there. But we've seen a huge increase in terms of, you know, during COVID times in our attendance numbers and, and people really coming back and really valuing that face-to-face. It's so important um, just to be able to, you know, have that interaction with each other and really learn from each other in person. Uh, I agree hundred percent. I was just at a small show when I say small, it was a really small specialty uh, show in Fort Lauderdale where they had probably, they were up to maybe three quarters of pre-COVID, which surprised me a little bit. They got a real rush of um, at registrations at the end, uh, right close to the meeting. So a, a big push of people came. And then um, earlier in May, I was at a meeting that was 50% to prior uh, previ- uh, pre-COVID. But that was in May. When we're still worried about, you know, the surges and BA5, they required vaccinations. You had to wear a mask. There's a lot of friction here, you know, to attendance. Yeah. It's possible you guys could do better than you think in the fall. I I, I really, I think people, because my experience was attending these, it was so nice to see people again. Even though I've I've enjoyed not having to travel, it was so nice to see people face-to-face uh, in my industry and then the doctors and, and so on. So you might do better. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. appreciate you saying so. I, I hope that we have a conversation on site that, that affirms that as well. But yeah, me um, too. And travel costs have come down a little bit. You know, uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, they're quite high, but now they've come down and yeah. um, maybe people can open up their wallets a little bit more to explore these things. And then how many exhibitors typically at a meeting like this? 
So for Boston this year, we're going to have around 200, I would say maybe just over 200. A lot of them are, you know, of course, occurring, reoccurring uh, loyal exhibitors that we've had with us through the years. And we have a lot of new companies entering the space as well, especially when it comes into some new tech coming in. So it's exciting to see. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, one of the speakers is going to, or actually a couple speakers are speaking on new materials. And it's just something I wouldn't necessarily think about day in and day out myself. Although somebody on the product development side, if I was working at a company, would be worried about that or should be worried about it. They should be learning about it. They should be attending a program like this to, to make sure that they're up to date and they don't get blindsided by a competitor. Who comes to these shows? So that's a good segue. I'm sort of talking about product development, engineering, manufacturing, whatever. But what are the kind? What kind of people come to a program like Biomed Boston? Yeah, great question. I, our audience is is a, a mixed bag, if you will. We have uh, a lot of C-suite folks, all from medical manufacturing. We have the largest, you know, OEMs represented. So we have huge engineering audience. And I would say that's predominant engineering and C-suite folks. So your product development, your quality are, are as well are there, design engineers, you know, research and development, kind of a, just a whole gamut, if you will, across engineering and, and C-suite is really our predominant audience for this. Okay. And for the marketing and sales listeners out there, there is another world, you know, there is a, <laughs> a place that manufacturing people have to go, operations people have to go, to improve their skills and make sure they're at the leading edge of things. And I noticed when I, that a lot of the big med tech companies send people to your shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had down Boston Scientific, Medtronic, Johnson & Johnson, Abbott, Cardinal Health, and so on. And I know a lot of startups send people to these shows as well. And there's a sort of a method to your magic. There's a reason you, one of the reasons that you located in Boston. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the number three hub for for medtech, you know, industry. And there's so much innovation coming out of Boston right now, too, especially in terms of, you know, robotics. Yeah. And I didn't I I saw something that you wrote or a question you answered with somebody else that um, Massachusetts was was it the number one exporter of medical devices? It's a massive industry. And I I think a lot of people kind of get hung up on California a lot of times, yeah. you know, in terms of thinking that's the the big great. And and it certainly is. Um, but Massachusetts is giving California a run for its money, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Minneapolis St. Paul area as well. Yeah. So let's talk about what people have to get out of a program like this. You know, so why is it important that somebody attends a program like this, you know, once or twice a year? Oh. Definitely. So, I mean, outside of the face-to-face interaction that we were talking about, I mean, this really is a place for you to meet with your vendors, with your suppliers, to make new contacts, especially with supply chain issues the way they are. Um, it may be that your your current or longtime provider can no longer service you or help you, or maybe you need a backup. So it's a great way for our attendees to, to find new partners um, for materials that they may be needing, as well as get education on, you know, upcoming trends. What are some alternatives um, you know, what are the new products, the new technology, the new systems coming out that maybe they could be adapting and implementing in their own processes and their own devices? Um, we have lots of, of great topics coming up and really trying to hit on a lot of the trends. Like I said, robotics um, being so huge right now, especially in Boston area. Um, and then touching on a few other things with, you know, product development, lifecycle, and also bringing in cybersecurity, especially with the Patch Act coming in and FDA taking over those regulations. Do you have some? Um... 
regulatory or software type of people exhibit from time to time? We do. Yeah, definitely. That yeah, is that's, that, that, that's a big place where people can, I know there's a lot of development and regulatory software to make it more efficient and uh, where you can save a lot of money as you're bringing new products to market, especially as difficult as things have gotten in Europe, you really need to make sure you have good help uh, going forward because that Europe is crazy right now to get, um, you know, regulatory clearance and, and, and so on. Yeah. You know, I, I think this, when you're talking about like having a view to the world and sometimes when you go to a program like this and you get exposed to all these new ideas, you get out of your office you know, you get away from all the emails that you're answering every day and the little fires that you're putting out. And now you're in a trade show with a lot of your peers and you can really think about and look at uh, innovations that are going to be the future. And one area was the materials, which I, which we mentioned before, which I think is really interesting, yeah. is all the new materials that are coming out that can be applied to medical devices. And I, I put down as a note that you want to be in control of disruption. You don't want to be a victim of disruption. Uh, you want to stay ahead of that technology uh, curve. Now, what are some of the focal points? And when you think about technology, medical technology, and so on, what are some of the focal points that seem to come up at meetings like this? Yeah, I'm, I touched on robotics. I think, um, you know, robotic surgery is is huge um, and very important. Obviously, that's that's a fun topic and a very important topic. Cybersecurity, I think, would probably be number two. Um, like I said, just with that, that patch act coming out, uh, making sure that these devices, they're so smart these days, probably smarter than I am, I think, in most cases, and the data they provide and really making sure that, you know, the, the patients and and everyone else is protected by that and making sure those devices are, are protected as well. So I think that those are, are big, two big major topics. Um, outside of that, you know, to your point, materials, touching on sustainability as well, and digital health, you know, all the product, I think, of, of our times in the past couple of years that we've gone through. But um, digital health certainly was popular before and is, is even more important now, I feel, as well. And then I think in uh, another uh, thing that you wrote recently, you talked about remote technologies. Yeah, exactly. Remote yeah. technologies as well. And an example of that, which I think a lot of developers and a lot of med tech people might ignore or, or, or not quickly go to when it comes to remote technology is, for example, a hip implant. And most people think that, well, it's a piece of metal and, and or ceramic and super plastics and stuff, and it goes in your body and it, it solves a problem. Um, I have one of them. It's terrific. I forget that I even have it. But um, they're talking about uh, implanting the, the a couple of the big companies are talking about implanting Bluetooth technology into hip implants. So the hip, hip implant reports back stuff like range of motion. Mm -hmm. So you can actually, at least for a while, as long as the battery lasts, you could you'd be able to track how well a patient is doing in the recovery and how often they're using the hip, what kind of range of motion they're getting, and so on. Yeah. The reason I bring up that example is that for my fellow med tech people out there that are listening, is you might, it's easy to sort of get in the groove with your product and not innovate. Or, or you innovate where you, where you think you would go, typically like a new bell or whistle on a product, but you might not think about something like Bluetooth. But at a program like this, like you're having, there's probably going to be several 
manufacturer or uh, yeah, manufacturers that provide that kind of help to companies and say, yeah, we could we could put something on your device that would make it a lot more effective, might help tie it into artificial intelligence, deep learning, so on and so forth. And you're not going to know that unless you walk up and you talk to them. Absolutely. It's it's becoming one of those things, another service or another product offering that they're able to provide to people, you know, within their whole portfolio. So it, it is nice to get that in-person interaction and find out, you know, what they're really about. Right. Of course, we talked about networking and networking is good for a number of reasons. One of them, it's great for your career, but it also can be very helpful just in terms of um, having people to go to if, if you run into a problem, somebody new to go to, right? Yeah. Let's talk about how the program is set up so people can sort of imagine, because when I talked to you and your colleague, Lynette, and and so on before, um, I was really impressed with this. Talk about the the structure of the show. Yeah, so everything we're doing um, for this event is going to be all in one location. So everything will be on the show floor. Um, You can find everything you need from the vendors, suppliers, um, education. We'll have an innovation showcase on site. Our conference program, uh, we're doing a masterclass conference program, which will cover startup investment, um, as well as cybersecurity conversations. Um, And we're also doing our networking events, um, like you mentioned, you know, being so important. We're keeping that on the show floor as well. So everything you need to find, there's no confusion. There's no back and forth. It's just all in one space um, for everyone to get access. Okay. And then masterclass startup series, who are you doing that with? We're partnering with MassMedic on this programming. They've been a longtime partner of ours. Hopefully, we'll continue to be in the future as well. But really, they're just bringing in some real Class A speakers um, Mm -hmm. to the program and providing some really great content for anyone that is a startup or looking to get into a startup for medical device. MassMedic is famous, you know, at least least in the New England area. I don't know how um, it is nationwide. Can you talk a little bit more about MassMedic? You know, they're doing so many great things right now. They they just launched um, an initiative around why MedTech as well. So not only do they work with startups and established companies in the New England area, like you mentioned, but they're really working to promote the industry and help bring in new workforce as well. So it just made sense uh, for us as a partner. Um, and we're really proud of the work that they do and, and very excited to see what comes of these new initiatives they're working on. That's that's really cool. Masterclass Startup Series with MassMedic at the helm. I think that's exciting for anybody that's involved in a startup, thinking about a startup. And then you have also the startup stadium. Is that separate? It is separate. So that'll uh, the startup education takes place on day one. And then on day two, we'll have the startup stadium where they'll have their elite Ignite program winners. They'll be coming in and providing some pitches on their companies, which has always been a crowd favorite for ours at the event. Tell me, tell us more about that. You know, I can't say too much because they haven't announced the program yet or the program winners. I'll say they do that on September 5th, but they'll be bringing um, some of these folks in part of their startup program in um, that they're recognizing. And they'll be able to to do some pitches and our attendees and exhibitors will be able to hear about some exciting new innovation coming out to the market. Wish I could say more. I guess you have to come on site to find out. Yeah. Okay. so that's in the startup stadium. And then tell me about the uh, tech theater. The Tech Theater is just another opportunity um, to get some free education for all of our expo pass holders. We have two theaters on stage. We have uh, on the floor. We have Center Stage and we have Tech Theater. Um, So Tech Theater is a lot of case study, use case examples, and again, just opportunity to learn about some new innovation and new technology. 
That's really cool. It sounds like a pretty exciting, vibrant place. You've got center stage, you've got tech theater, you got startup stadium, and you got the masterclass startup series. Uh, that's excellent. Now, you know, somebody's thinking about coming to this program. You know, what advice do you have for somebody that attends a program like this so they get the most out of it? Plan, plan, plan. I can't say that enough. It's, it's you know, one of those things we get caught up in our day-to-day lives, kind of like you were mentioning earlier. Uh, you have emails, you have projects, you have deadlines, and then the event sneaks up on you and all of a sudden you're on site and you're going, what do I do? So I think, you know, obviously we all get kind of caught up in our lives. I think even taking a day, taking a week, taking, you know, some time just to look at the event. Um, we have so many great resources. As part of Biomed Device Boston, we're, we're considered a smart event. So, so what that means is you have a smartphone, you have a smart TV. It's a, a digital component that makes something that you use on a daily basis even better or even more user-friendly. And that's what we've done with our events as well. We have a, a digital platform that complements our live in-person event and allows our attendees and exhibitors to go on. Three weeks before, we have exclusive content we drop um, once a week. We also have an on-demand library but it gives attendees the chance to send messages to exhibitors to set appointments for when they're on site so they can plan their time. It's so easy to get caught up in everything that's going on and, oh, no, I didn't meet with that that vendor I wanted to meet with. Or, hey, look who's attending. And you can send a message out to a peer and say, hey, I'm, I'll also be on site. You know, let's get together for a coffee, um, whatever it may be. And it may be someone you've been looking to connect with or now have the opportunity to connect with. So it's a really great resource. You can also plan your show um, in terms of agenda items or sessions that you want to see. So that way you don't miss any of those um, either. It's like you said, we have so much going on at the event. It's nice to have a, a pre-plan um, to work from when you get on show floor. That's great. That, that's great advice. So somebody can go and use this digital thing on their phone. They can, or on their computer, whatever mm-hmm. they're on. At Both. The time. Yeah. And they can research exhibitors. They can research the agenda they can set everything up, look at who's coming. I think that's great. That's great advice. Anything somebody should bring to a program like this other than lots of business cards? Comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Comfortable shoes. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing what people forget. I, you know, I frequently go to a show and always somebody comes up to me and says, I forgot my business cards. And all they had were the two or three that were in their wallet. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and that, that includes salespeople, believe it or not. So very good. Uh, what else? What am I missing? Anything I'm missing here? What we're talking about here is Biomed Device Boston. That's the earliest show. Then you have Biomed Device Silicon Valley. What are the dates for that? November 29th uh, and 30th. Okay. And so it's a similar program out on the West Coast. Correct. Yep. Both okay. of these events are regional. So we're able to hit, like we said, the, that number one and number three med tech markets. Right. Okay. Very good. Anything else I've missed here? You know, really, there's so much, like you said, going on at this event. It's hard to cover it all um, in our short time together, but lots of great opportunities to to hear from some great speakers. We have Erica Chung, the Theranos whistleblower. We also have Dean Kamen, uh, co-founder of the Segway, who's now working on some really cool uh, mobility items for um, the industry and as well as a MedExec woman panel. And, and just introduced, we're doing a cybersecurity program within our masterclass program for our conference around cybersecurity and, and what 
different levels, you know, what the uh, medical device manufacturing community needs to know about protecting their devices. I think it's such a brand new, but very important topic for the industry. Um, so it really allows people from different levels and different places within the company to get the information that they need to, to make sure that they're moving in the right direction. I've been at a company, now it wasn't so much cybersecurity in terms of patient information and so on. It was more the security of website and communications and so on and so forth. And where we got hit and um, we were out for a week. It was terrible. Yeah, you know, Security is such a big issue. And one thing we haven't mentioned is I'm going to be doing at least two, if not three podcasts directly from the program. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be new for me, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And we're looking forward to having you. I, I think you're going to have some great content to yes. provide our audience. And I think that they'll, they'll benefit greatly from, from sitting in on one of your sessions. We're excited to have you. You bet. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for spending time with us today to talk about an industry event, why it's important for industry people and many of my listeners to consider going to something like this once or twice a year. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's great being here. Thanks for having me. And it was great talking to you. And, and, and speaking in, about Biomed Device, it's not something I get to do often. So appreciate the time. You're welcome. Needless to say, if the big companies send leaders to these shows to learn about what is shaping the future and seeking solutions to challenges, they are definitely worth considering. I am excited about the opportunity to podcast from Biomed Device Boston on September 28th. If you are going, look me up. It would be great to meet you. Thank you for spending time with Adrian and me today. Now go win your week.